So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Hello, I'm Kane. <laughs> and I'm Jack from Optimus Montage. Uh, and we're answering some questions today. I'm gonna start. Uh, so what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? <laughs> All right. I'll go. Um I um we get that one a lot and obviously we don't well one band name wise, we don't have a really an answer. We just mm-hmm. kind of I um I started the band um just because you know why does anyone start a band you just you want to play music you know you're influenced by people you want to get on stage and sing to a room full of people sort of thing um sort of formed as a bit of a jam sort of thing with some people um and then kind of just steamrolled from there i got kind of the book for it and just you know ran with it after that um and then name wise um, in all honesty, like I just wrote down a load of words and then just put two together. <laughs> and okay. I was like, that's fair, yeah. Well, that's kind of unique though, because like I mean, if you Google octopus montage, nothing else comes up apart from us and like loads of pictures of octopuses. So you can clearly tell which one's a band and which one's a band. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if you look anywhere, there's like 16 like different answers to why our name yeah. is octopus montage. We like we tell everyone different stories. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, Wait, so we, we got the people, truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I had to think on my feet, so I'm kind of. Yeah. We usually have like we have, like if we were doing like you know like text interviews where we can yeah. think about it a little bit more. Like we'll come up with some like elaborate story about like how we were at like um, an aquarium or something, and we got inspired and stuff. Or we, we found an octopus on the beach and it had way too many legs. Yeah, or like every 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 member of the band is a different tentacle because they all do different jobs <laughs> and stuff. Like, nah, we just like winding people up with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that's amazing. Okay. Um, so congratulations on your newest release, How to Live and How to Lose. How do you feel the response to the album so far? Really, really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's weird because it's kind of the first thing we've really put out as yeah. like a, a serious band. You know, we released a couple of EPs before that. The first EP we released, um, Kane wasn't even in the band. Alex wasn't in the band either, our dirty vocalist. Um, it was kind of, a lot of it was kind of just off my off my back kind of doing it myself like a bit of a passion project mm-hmm. um, and if you've if you've heard that or if anyone checks it out the the quality difference the difference in the songwriting the difference in just sort of the overall vibe is way different as well it's like a completely different band um so it's kind of like and we kind of see it as like a fresh start like you go from this album this is who we are everything beforehand is just us finding our feet yeah um, and you know so we we're going into it like that so we're kind of like it's kind of like everything that we've wanted to do we put on the line with this record mm-hmm. because you know it was kind of like our statement our kind of like this is who we are everything else kind of is just what we were trying to do but this is who we are we're happy with how we sound and stuff now and um response wise it's been really really good obviously like we are quite polarizing and we do kind of push a lot of different boundaries mm-hmm. um and sort of push different genres but realistically like we feel the response we've had is like the way we've been doing it it's still quite cohesive like it catches you off guard at first but then mm-hmm. when you listen back to it you kind of you do still get the vibe throughout the whole thing that it's you know it is the same sort of band like you know we have super heavy songs and we have super soft songs but if you do listen to them you know on the second time around you kind of like no yeah these these are still the same guys they still have the same sort of vibe you mm-hmm. know the music sounds the same it's just pushing it to each you know to each um each like end of the spectrum mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah i mean it through the second listen it was definitely more like cohesive as you said because when i listened to it the first time the first song's pop punk <laughs> song and i'm like this does yeah. not line up with the aesthetic yeah. or yeah. anything that i've read so what the hell yeah. is going on what um, yeah so uh, what yeah. made you guys choose grow up as uh, the lead single for the album we feel uh, that's kind of like uh, it kind of represents who we are the best from the record. It's the best blend as well. Yeah, yeah. very, very well blended. Um, shows that we have that pop punk kind of, um, you know, jumpy kind of uh, groove. And then you've got, uh, and then it comes in obviously with the heavier side. So mm-hmm. it's a good way to open an album, which is very much half heavy, half pop punk. Because then it's yeah. like, this is what we can do. Now here's some of like, isolated heavy isolated pop punk you guys get all this and you know yeah. we just ran with that basically it was yeah yeah it covered sign of every aspect of what we wanted to try and do yeah mm-hmm. all in the same song yeah 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 it's perfect it was a little sneak peek of what the album is actually going to be yeah yeah perfect so right. people could get used to kind of like what sound they're about to like 
obviously exactly. the most important song on, it, on an album is a first opener. So mm-hmm. people going into it kind of understand that, okay, they're heavy and they're also pop punk. So we'll see where this goes. And then it's like, oh, they're heavy and they're pop punk. Okay, cool. No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's good to have that as an opener. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Um, the cover art, <laughs> not really. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, we, that's um, fair. It was kind of weird because again, like as a band that does a lot of different stuff, it's hard to really match the like iconography of both things at the same time. Yeah. You know, uh, so like um, it would have been hard to like, you know, put like a pizza box on that artwork, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we have to try and find somewhere in between. Um, I'm pretty sure all of us in the band are quite heavily inspired by Day to Remember. Yeah. Um, and we kind of wanted kind of that sort of vibe, kind of like that metalcore vibe for mm-hmm. the album art. And we sent we sent the guy who did the artwork. I remember us talking about it. We wanted something that was kind of like a photorealistic sort of artwork. So yeah. something like um, that, you know, like the Real Friends record artworks. Mm-hmm. Where it's like basically a, a picture um, or like, uh, like you know, like um, what's it called? Uh, Save Rock and Roll by Fall Out Boy, where it's like a yeah. photo. We kind of wanted that, but also um, having kind of something a bit different and kind of a little bit just somewhat kind of new as well obviously mm-hmm. um, and we we didn't actually send our artwork guy any ideas for what we wanted to look like we just mm-hmm. sent photos of album art we liked yeah and he just came back like the day later with like that and like two other things yeah and we just, we just loved it straight away we were like that's like perfect for kind of what we want you know which what we wanted the album to look like we wanted kind of like uh, the sort of black and white kind of iconography um, on the record. Um, and yeah, we just liked it. <laughs> like, it's kind of yeah. hard. Like, sometimes it's easier to not think too much about something and just kind of let somebody else throw an idea at you and you can say yes. And that was definitely something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then um, album name-wise, it's um, lifted from the song Vendetta on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, again, mostly just because we liked it. I remember when we were thinking of, of names we had a couple of different ideas for names and we were trying to make a name that kind of fit the record um we're again trying to kind of match sort of the metalcore and pop punk kind of thing at the same time because obviously the metalcore usually have some statement or something and then with the pop punk stuff you can have something a bit different you know like a, a lifestyle to get you by net deep or something like that mm-hmm. um and then vendetta being well it was the first song we wrote for the record and we just felt the chorus and that phrase kind of like matched the idea of the record, like kind of like, you know, how to live and how to lose is obviously, I feel um, it's kind of like a kind of very sort of pop punk statement. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, if you, if you wanted to dive into it, you could, you could talk about, you know, well, this is how you, you make friends and this is how you, you know, you, you end up with an ex-girlfriend or you end up breaking up with people and things yeah. like that. It's how to live, yeah. it's how to time sort of thing yeah um so yeah again it's just that sort of stuff it kind of fell in place quite easily and it just resonated with us it's kind of nostalgic as well personally like looking back at the name of the album because that is one of the first songs that i think we all actually worked on together even like i mean that song was like around uh, sorry that song was like around before i was even in the band like we're talking a long time ago um but when i joined obviously i heard it and it's probably the first song we actually i actually you know, new wise that I heard with the guys. So it's kind of like it's quite nostalgic personally, how to live and how to lose since it's from Vendor. So but yeah. Yeah, it just kind of fell in place. Yeah. That's amazing how like you covered the pop punk side with the title and then the metal side with the cover. It's amazing. It's a really weird fluke that wasn't it. I only realized that. Yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> I think now now you're saying it we kind of just realized. <laughs> wow. So that wasn't intentional. Fluke. Not really. Not really. <laughs> wow. Was cool. <laughs> wow. And I was like, wow, they're so smart. Oh my God. We spent, we spent so much effort writing and recording the record that when it came to naming it and picking the artwork, we literally were just like, right, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. As long as the content's I, I good. As album art, I suggested, let's just put some plant pots on like a floating shelf and take a photo of it. Yeah. And everyone just looked at me like, that's a bit too much. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's going into the more emo side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so as you guys said, A Day to Remember is one of your influences. Uh, have you listened to the new A Day to Remember album and what Oof. do you guys think of it if you have? It was so funny. It was so funny how it started because um, I know like they've had a lot of backlash from it. Yeah. And me and Deck, when we first listened to it, we were kind of like, we looked at each other and we were like, okay, this is different. I wouldn't say, I mean, personally, I wouldn't say at first I was into it. Mm-hmm. But after like another listen all over again, I, I I think I was just completely in awe. I was yeah. like, this is insane. Like, I remember if you really listen to it, you kind of understand what they're doing. You kind of like, okay, this works. Yeah. I like this. I remember um, pointing on the first time and I was talking to my girlfriend a lot about it because I'm like heavily inspired by Dave Remember. Like, they're genuinely like my favorite band. He's like, got it all tattooed up his arm. Yeah, I've got like a full <laughs> sleeve of all their artwork and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, with like the. Um, so I've got either what separates me from you album artwork here, mm-hmm. and then all this goes around into like the home, uh, the homesick album artwork and stuff. Wow. So I'm like, that's kind of sick. By them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember speaking to my girlfriend about it and being like, um, I'm really, really excited. We keep delaying it, you know. Like they're obviously working on it really hard. And when the singles came out, a couple of them, I was like, oh, it's a bit weird. But I slowly kind of fell in love with them after like two or three listens. And then when the album came out on the first day, there was like, we we had this conversation where we were like every song is really good but also in every song there's one part of it we don't like yeah yeah so you'd like like viva la mexico like the pre-chorus we still don't really like with like their group sort of chant thing but the rest of the song is incredible yeah and like we're expecting like last chance to dance to be super super heavy but then there's like sort of the clean chorus part of it and we Mm. were like getting really hyped for it and then it kind of went to the clean chorus bit and we were like oh, we thought it was going to be as heavy sort of all the way through. Yeah. That was for like the first maybe two days the album came out. And yeah. then we got really drunk and put it on and then nearly cried about how much we loved it. We <laughs> were sat there just going, oh, it's so good. Masterpiece. It's so good. The funniest part about that, the funniest part about that is I was like, I was like we, were, we were getting drunk and I was on the side of the room and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to text Alex right now on Instagram oh, yeah. and tell the him drummer. how good the drummer, the drummer from the band and tell him how good that, bear in mind, like, this is just some random guy on Instagram messaging and being like, the album's sick, bro. Right? So yeah. good. We woke up the next day with him just messaging. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, why did I say it? Why did I message oh my the drummer for a day to remember saying the album's great, mate. Ignore all the haters. Oh. <laughs> like, we love it now. Like we had it on before. We were just like singing along to it super loud because we were we were driving to pick up um, some some gear for when we start gigging again, mm-hmm. and it was like a, an hour long drive. So like we we just put on the record and had it on super loud. But you yeah. gotta admit, everything we uh, everything we need is like yeah, everything every, we need is just yeah. like one of the best songs. That's ever. like just perfect. That's yeah. If it means a lot to you. Yeah, we have an eclectic knowledge on a day to remember. Yeah, <laughs> you should have asked that. We can carry on. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I mean, we personally both trashed on it, Gloria and I, uh, when, it, when it came out. Um, yeah. yeah. But I have kept on coming back to some of the like heavier songs on the album, yeah. just because yeah. I'm I'm more into that side of a day to remember than if whatever you, whatever you they're like doing the now. It, you should definitely check out um, a, a da- that dance one. Yeah, last chance to dance. Last like, chance to dance. That's been on. I don't know if you've heard that one. Yeah. That one's like that's like well, it's the heaviest one on the record. Yeah. It? Yeah, we'll stop yeah. talking about this. So, can you guys tell me a little about the writing process and kind of how you guys go about writing songs for different genres and blending it and everything that you guys are doing over there? Yeah, so when um, Kane doesn't really write, you don't write songs, you just kind of like adds the drums, he kind of adds the flair to it afterwards, and then we all kind of talk about maybe the arrangement a little bit and stuff, but me and Alex are the people who write the songs. Um, okay. We come with the lyrics, we come with the instrumentals and stuff. Then um, Kane and our bass player, Davina, they um, kind of, I don't know, like produce it afterwards. Like they just say, you know, maybe half that chorus there, maybe double this, double that. We should have a breakdown. We should do something here and there. Pretty much. That's kind of how yeah, yeah, that's that, right. Um So when me and Alex started writing the record, I just kind of hired Alex um, for the band as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we were initially kind of bringing ideas to each other like oh i've got this one we should work on this or i've got this one we should work on that and um alex is very good at he can write quite a lot of lyrics um so you know sometimes like i'll write this an instrumental and send it him and he'll come back with lyrics or um the other way around or something like that um when we started writing the record we had i think he had about five tracks and i had about five tracks that were kind of demos okay. and 
we were just sort of slowly developing them over a bit before we really got our head down to actually start doing the record. Um, and then we'd finished kind of writing a couple of songs kind of together, sort of sat down, like, you know, Alex would bring like a song that was kind of 90% done. And then I'd listen to it because I um, record, engineer, produce all our stuff as well. Wow. Um, okay. He'd bring a song to me and I'd kind of then put my producer hat on and be like, all right, well, we should add you know an extra guitar layer here or we should extend this bit or i'll do these really cool effects here or maybe we'll change that guitar part or maybe we'll double this up or get rid of this bit or i don't like that bit and stuff and um, that's kind of how we started doing it and then i then basically with my songs i just write almost a full song and then send it to guys because i could basically write it and mix it and stuff at the same time then send it to them and be like what do you guys want to change and then we go from there and we kind of mm-hmm. work backwards yeah. but halfway through writing the record covid hit obviously. So the UK went into like a full, complete lockdown. Yeah. Like you couldn't leave the house or anything. So then we learned very quickly how to sort of email things back and forth. Um, Alex taught himself how to record vocals at home because he Ooh. could kind of do it, but not to a good enough quality. So I had to like ring him and teach him how to record them at home. And he, he bought like a better microphone and stuff like that. Um, and then it was literally a matter of sending each other, you know, 30 second ideas and building on them and me being like oh can you um we kind of got into this habit of if he was doing dirty vocals we'd basically be like right well dirty vocals are high mids or lows Mm -hmm. so if you just record a high mid and a low of everything i can then sit there and be like this bit sounds like it should be high so i can just turn the high bit on and delete the low bit and then we do we kind of glue a song together like that and i send it back to him and then he'd do an actual take knowing what he needs to do with everything so i didn't have to sort of produce stuff by being sat next to him or anything um yeah that's kind of how we do it um the songs kind of got together when we sort of finished the first sort of writing part of it it was less amount of songs but kind of still an even amount of pop punk and heavy stuff Mm -hmm. so then we were like well we need to write some more songs so then we kind of got into the mindset of being like well we need to write two more pop punk ones and two more heavy ones in that aspect and i think because we were still all kind of learning because again, like these guys were new at the time, we were all kind of learning what everyone's writing style was like, what everybody wanted to have in the songs, what everybody, you know, um, you know, were influenced by, or you know how you know how they actually responded to certain areas of songs, or whether they wanted to actually take the reins and write something themselves and stuff. It was um, very much a matter of right. We need to take these boxes because that's what we want to have on the record, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which helped us a lot with like finding our footing with writing together. But I think just thinking about kind of how we write songs now, because we're still always writing songs and stuff like, I think we've got like nearly 20 demos already of new songs. So we're still always writing stuff now. Um, We've gotten a lot more into the mindset of just bringing a song together and not actually caring about whether it's soft or whether it's heavy, just kind of seeing how it falls afterwards. Whereas before we were a little bit hyper-conscious of trying to get that sort of 50-50 blend of heavy and soft. Mm-hmm. which um i think obviously that makes the record a little bit polarizing because some songs are just really heavy and there's no blend um but yeah we still all landed our own flair to it and stuff but i think going from sort of now because obviously we plan on releasing new stuff probably within the next sort of year or something um i think sort of from now there's going to be a little bit more of like a kind of like a crossover but not to the point where it's like we're just every other metalcore band with just a kind of a pop punk chorus mm-hmm. we just want to try and make it a little bit more glued together where um, it's not just a huge jump from every song. We just yeah. want to bring it in a little bit, but also keep both aspects at the same time. And I think getting used to the writing process and now we're all super comfortable with how we all write and how we all work and stuff. We're getting a lot closer with that, aren't we? Yeah, like for example, like I was on call with Alex a couple of nights ago and we were up to like two in the morning just laughing by recording like this heavy song that, I mean, like, usually that would be super hard for me and him to do because we'd be like, but, like, we were just smashing out, like, different kind of random guitar kind of tone stuff and uh, drum stuff. And, like, it's it's just getting that easy now that, like, it, it feels natural, like, what you do. Um, and since it's fallen, like, in front of us and we're hearing it, we're kind of like, this is sick. Like, mm-hmm. we can write an album. Like, we've done it before. We, we're just going to do it again. So yeah. mm-hmm. the first one was really just finding our foot in. And yeah, now exactly, we're like, yeah. we're just going to come out swinging even harder next time. Yeah. Okay. Right. So when they say just... it's just the beginning, like that's genuine. This album is like literally just the beginning. Yeah. 
So, so do you think because you're not putting uh, as much pressure on yourself to kind of balance it and make it 50-50, do you think this next album is going to be more experimental? Yeah, kind of. I think we're, we're trying to not really necessarily experimental, like we're kind of going to force ourselves to do stuff we haven't done before. Yeah. I think it's we're not going to kind of try and put ourselves in the boxes of being like, this should be a pop punk song. Mm-hmm. Boom. We're kind of bringing songs like we've written like four pop punk songs already and they're all on like seven string guitars oh wow you know like very like sort of like more easy core vibes like trying to chunk no captain chunk sort of stuff which really you know covers that sort of aspect a lot more it has like still got super heavy breakdowns and Mm -hmm. almost like beat down sort of slam vibes to some songs and things but it's like we're not the sound isn't changing but yeah we're not actively forcing ourselves to do more different things we're just kind of just becoming relaxed and it's making things blend together a bit more and it's just i personally think that like the stuff we're writing now is like the strongest sounding stuff we've done we're saying that we still got like a com- we're still going to have like complete you know pop punk songs because we're never going to get to the point where it's like this song hasn't got a breakdown it's too soft we, yeah. we still want to like bring out like you know a full like acoustic ep of just like you know just acoustic versions of all the songs we've done or we want to do like we've spoken a couple times about doing like two eps and doing one that's just like as heavy as we possibly can and one that's like super super soft yeah and just release them at the same time and stuff like that like it's weird we're just kind of like you're just having fun with it yeah we're just not trying to push ourselves to be like oh well we need to have like more like kind of like we need to force ourselves to do stuff in a different time signature or we need to force ourselves to use a keyboard in the song we're just kind of like hey like this sounds cool let's just do it and see exactly how yeah. yeah so yeah sick that's okay. the best way to do it mm-hmm. yeah so can you tell me where your headspace was whilst creating this album uh yeah so obviously it's kind of hard because of covid and stuff it was very hard to kind of all get on the right track at all times you know mm-hmm. getting used to dealing with everybody getting used to communicating with people and things like that it was very it was very hard but we also went into it being like from day one when we release this album we're going to come out swinging we're going to really hit every aspect every corner of what we want to do so we were all very kind of naive in a good sense where we were all really eager to put 110 percent of effort into everything but Mm -hmm. at the same time we were all constantly being pushed at back by you know the fact we couldn't meet up you know we you know, we couldn't really, you know, jam the songs out together and things like that. So we probably went through every emotion while writing and recording the album because, I mean, you can't even, like, plan for everything, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you, you literally everything happened to us. Like, you know, like, we've, yeah, we, like, you know, we had to deal, we had to deal with, you know, how figuring out how everybody worked together. Then we had to deal with how we could communicate with each other, not face to face. We had to figure out how, like, how to even like file share certain things and things like you know, like we had to like teach each other how to kind of like you know, like, I was telling Alex or other vocalists, you know, like how to bounce down tracks and how to record vocals himself and things like that. So it became, if we weren't as eager and we weren't the people that we know we are, it probably would have been a lot more stressful. Mm-hmm. But we were in a good mindset where we all went in to go out to come out swinging you know we all um were like no matter what happens we're not gonna let these objects get in our way sort of thing so we all and we're all like that anyway like everything we put our minds to no matter what what comes in the way we'll figure out a way to do it so we weren't too concerned but it was definitely a very strange one and it's definitely something that i probably wouldn't really wish on anybody else Mm -hmm. um yeah what do you think yeah i i agree with that i i think it was borderline stressful but like i mean it's it's not a walk in the park to just sit down and write an album you know mm-hmm. you don't even prepare for it you don't even like there's no pre-preparing for an album you just jump straight into it and you go with it and you just like especially on a first like kind of album you kind of just like going into like deep water straight away mm-hmm. so um but yeah no i i agree with that like we it got to a point where i think like the last uh, few months before COVID actually happened, we were all quite content with how it was going and how we were gelling. Uh, Aww, yeah. It kind of came together and we were like, right, now we've done this once. Let's do this twice, three, four times. And we'll, we'll just, now we're like getting used to how we work. Yeah. We kind of jumping into this next album has kind of been quite, uh, well, the, these 
the next songs that we've, we've been doing um, has been so less stressful because we're all kind of like, right, we can do this. We see if it works. If it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, we'll just do the, this and stuff. Yeah. We're all, we're not just like, no, we're doing this. Fuck, no, we're doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. And since wow. you guys kind of learned how to work in like a, a distanced environment, if you guys had to do this again, it should yeah. be more of a walk in the park than this past it hour. It wasn't, much of a, it wasn't much of a change for Deck and Davina specifically because they've been in the band for much longer than me and Alex, but it was Deck and Davina getting used to me and Alex and me and Alex getting used to how Deck and Davina work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I mean, and we, all of us as well, because I haven't worked with Alex either. Uh, yeah, on much, oh well, anything at all, really. I, yeah. I know that we were going to do something prior on Swiss Montage, which never took off, and then we just, yeah, everything fell in place. But yeah, we figured yeah. out how to communicate now. Like, I mean, if me and Alex speak about a new song, we're like, all right, cool. Well, you send me what you need to send me, and then he'll send me everything, and it'd be basically perfect for me to work with from there now. So we've got everything down to almost a science now where, where when it comes to, you know, doing everything long distance. I mean, he's literally a five minute drive down the road, but it's still, you know, you have to email everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Oh, I won't, I won't look. But it's crazy because you guys basically described a very chaotic process just making this album. But what's weird is, you know, the general public doesn't see that. You guys still just put out a very solid album and nobody knew that, like, you guys were learning on the spot and literally thrown into the deep end because of the pandemic. We so yeah. were just like, oh, here's an amazing album. All this happened, but you guys don't need to know about that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, like, like I say, it was all of our first album. Like yeah. genuine. I mean, you know, Deck and Davina pushed out an EP before. Oh, yeah, an EP in a bit. But like me and Alex specifically. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. all of us basically. It was all our first album, so it was a massive kind of like, oh, you've got what twelve songs, eleven songs. You got to make this perfect, you know? Yeah, it was very. Um, I think a matter of what's beneficial about our band is that we're all very, without saying arrogant, we're all very smart. Like we all kind of have a lot of foresight. We always plan ahead for things. We always know what we need to do. Um, and what's also good is we do, I mean, now it's not as much, but especially when we were starting to write the album, we had like, I was like the main leader, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like we do everything quite um, democratic. Mm-hmm. Where you, where everyone kind of votes for things and things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I was always, realistically, I was always the person there to be like, we need to get this done. We need to do that. This needs to be, well, I need this done by this day and things like that. Uh, well, yeah. I think without someone like that in a band, it becomes very hard, even when you can get together and everybody's, you know, amazing and everyone's worked together for years. If you don't have that one person, I mean, there's a reason why every job has a manager. There's a reason why bands have managers and things like that. So I think we were kind of beneficial in the fact that I was in that mindset and Alex is always in that mindset as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely have people keeping us grounded. And then you look at someone like Davina, and she's very much kind of like, she just makes sure all of us are like more emotionally grounded mm-hmm. where me, Alex and Kane can be having screaming fits at each other, you know, about, you know, or messaging each other, just constantly in capitals or like blocking each other or not speaking to each other for a day. And then she'll oh be the one to like make a new group chat and be like, guys, figure it the fuck out. Stop teaching <laughs> children about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously it's all like, it's like sibling rivalry, you know, it's like everything's unconditional, but like it's beneficial to have those people and I think without us four being who we are, we probably wouldn't have gotten as far or done what we wanted to do because we realistically, we all have defined roles. We all have, you know, we all know we need to speak to this one person about this one thing or if we have this problem, we know who we need to go to. It's not like, well, we've all got this problem. Who figures it out? Like we kind yeah. of already know, like, oh, well, that person figures that out. That person figures that out. And I think we've kind of always had that from day one. Um, so we were very lucky in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Take away the fact that all of us have kind of got our head on our shoulders yeah, we probably would have been a lot more in the deep end with things. Wow, I'm glad you all have your roles. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, so, what band or artist influenced you thinking here the most on this record? I like saying, I mean, I write influence wise, it's just a lot of pop punk, which is weird mm-hmm. because the band, <laughs> I had someone message me the other day saying we were like an ex pop punk band because our heavier songs are getting a lot more you know, like, traction and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took a bit of offence to it. I yeah. was like, yeah. nah, right, we need to, like, next time we do a song, yeah. it's about the best pop punk song in the world sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to, like, we always do a lot of pop punk and things like that. Um, I think bands like 
I mean, Blink Light 2, we've kind of always said, especially like drumming wise, we sit down a lot and we're like, we need these these songs for like Travis Barker type beats and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm massively influenced by like A Day to Remember. Um, and then I know Alex was starting to listen to a lot more sort of pop punk, kind of like the 2012 sort of sad boy pop punk stuff, kind of like Real Friends, uh, Net Deep, uh, Knuckle Punk yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that stuff always kind of rubs off on us. But then again, you can say it's influenced by those sounds, but we've never really once been like compared to A Day to Remember. Mm-hmm. even though we say it's one of our biggest influences we always get compared to bands like funeral for a friend or seosin or things like that or yeah so it's kind of hard i mean we were influenced by quite a lot of people because we don't want to be influenced by just one type of music yeah uh, but whether that reflects or not it's kind of a completely different story it, kind of, it depends on who you ask really since okay. your heavier songs are gaining more traction is are is that eventually going to put you guys like in a box and you're going to stick to the heavier stuff or do you always kind of plan on keeping the split going nah it, it annoys me that the heavier songs are getting yeah. <laughs> i'm like no that just means we need to write a better pop punk song i mean mm-hmm. you look at it like i look at it as voices blew up because it's very um it's like mainstream metalcore like you'll hear it and be like mm. that's it's quite like big days, enough to like... yeah that's like people hear it and be like okay that's cool that's cool that's kind of like it's got you know a nice verse a nice chorus a nice bridge a nice breakdown everything like that and then you look at something like grow up and, and that's kind of the same but grow up has you know almost what 100k streams now yeah that's like the second oh not anymore the because third the, biggest. the third biggest um from other than our like hardcore sort of song but like you, you, yeah it makes me be down though. <laughs> but you gotta look at it really as like the other songs like the other pop punk songs like are over 50k now like dopamine and grow yeah. up and stuff um but yeah i mean maybe we're just stronger on the metal side of things and that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. we just it just means we need to work on the pop punk yeah stuff i see it as a challenge fun. i think also you need to look at it from this is obviously the first release we did we released like six singles for it almost every song got more traction later we released it mm-hmm. i mean we came out we released grow up first that's still like our third most streamed song it's got just shy of a hundred thousand streams or something mm. um then you release we released voices like fifth or something mm-hmm. where we already had the ball rolling we already kind of knew what we were doing with advertising we already knew what we were doing with i mean we were working with like a really big pr company and things like that like um so that definitely reflects it somewhere as well, where like, yeah, we had more traction, so it's going to get the ball rolling quicker, which means like things like Spotify are going to see that it's had more traction faster, which means they're going to place it on more people's playlists and things like that. Yeah. Um, but actually defining ourselves to a certain like sound or putting ourselves in a box, I think we would kind of all hate that. I think if we ever sit down and we're like, that doesn't sound like an us song, mm-hmm. one of us, one of us would just be like, shut up like what does that even mean you know there's there's to a point where we kind of understand what our sound is Mm -hmm. but we always kind of want to be like hey we should add this or we should change that and i see personally like i'm a lot more influenced by pop punk bands than i am with metalcore bands or Mm -hmm. hardcore bands or deathcore bands so i just see the fact that a pop punk song isn't getting as much pull as well next time we release a pop punk song we just need to release one that's like 10 times as good or 10 times as catchy and we just need to work on it a bit more and Mm. it's just a bit more of a challenge to us um but i mean like we've released songs that have had like no traction at all but then you speak to some people like that's like one of the best songs you release and things you know so it's just really a matter of like the right place at the right time with a lot of things as well Mm -hmm. i don't think a stream is ever really going to reflect it because if that was the case i mean you look at our simple plan cover and that's got like 10 million streams if we really cared about the fact that I got 10 million streams, we wouldn't release something like Voices. Which I'm not going to lie, I almost turned to you and just went, we did a simple plan call. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So yeah, it doesn't really mean anything to us in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of do what we want to do and we just kind of do what we want to sort of hear. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It could have, like, I was just thinking then, I don't think we realise or still have realised how south it could have actually gone the album release like like i don't think we sit back and think oh yeah like we've gained this many streams like what almost seven hundred thousand streams from the album like it could have gone completely differently like mm-hmm. grow up could have flopped and you know i think after we saw grow up kind of like go to that kind of height like we saw all the streams we were like right this is going to be it throughout the whole album 
Mm. But, you know, like, yeah. it could have gone so differently. And that's, like, that's something that I don't think we actually sit down and think about. Yeah, we're, kind of blessed. we're still kind of catching up with, like, everything. Like, we, yeah. we, you know, we'll log on to stuff and we'll see, like, whether we just sold, like, merch, you know, across the seas. We sold stuff in, like, Canada and America and France and things. It's like, well, we've barely even left the northwest of the UK. It, yeah. it, doesn't, <laughs> hit, it doesn't hit you until you're, like, old and retired. And then, well, I mean, I wouldn't know that, but like, <laughs> you don't sit here like right now and we, we're, we're thinking about it being like, you know, that's crazy. We kind of like, I don't know the word to say, like, we kind of, we're in the middle of it all. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. We're like, we're still like, it's like we haven't released a song yet. <laughs> yeah. So you're not really taking the time to like reflect on everything. You're just kind of full steam ahead. It's such a double-edged sword because like the, the more stuff you do and the more things you release and the more popular you get, you think, mm. all right, cool. Like I can stop working or I can quit my job and I can have more free time. But it's like, no, well, you can't. You've got, I think for us, it's worse as well because we do everything. Like we mm -hmm. print our own merch. We realistically book our own shows. Like we have a tour manager now and he's helping us out a lot. But like we still deal with all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, we still shoot, edit, record all our own videos and things like that. Yeah, we have a small crew, but, like, we never... There's never something we don't have, like, at least a 95% input in. So everything we do, it just gets us, like, with steam going to doing more and more things. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Does it ever, like, hit you, like, when you're, like, winding down to go to bed, like, oh, my God, wait. You know, just, like, all the stuff that you've done and, like, as you said, like, shipping out to... Oh, I think more America. to me because, like, this is, like, the... Like, the... I've been in, like, garage bands for, like, two years and it yeah. was getting to me and I was getting bored. I kept saying to people I was in, like, old bands with, like, I feel like I'm never... Like, in the nicest way possible, I just felt like I'd never be able to, like, get on a stage and play mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. Like, let alone put music on Spotify. Like, that's, that's a whole new other thing to be blessed about. Um... But it hits me sometimes when I see people message me being like people who like, you know, in the past have been a bit, you know, snakey, like mm -hmm. message me being like, yo, this is sick. Like, I'm just there, like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have been like that a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, we've definitely we've all had that. Um, I think I've still got kind of like an imposter syndrome with it, especially mm -hmm. because like you look at something like the What's the Scooby-Doo cover, like that's got that hit. Yeah. you know like bands i yeah. listen to religiously don't even have that many streams you know what i mean and i'm like what like how's that work mm -hmm. yeah. um i think i'm still stuck in that sort of situation it's definitely something that we're all blessed about and we all don't take it for granted in any way like we're so happy and excited and eager and grateful and everything but yeah we kind of all yeah. we've not even all been together in the same room since yeah we haven't actually we celebrated it yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> we can't like do anything you know like yeah it's, it's very weird, I think, once we start playing shows again, like, it's going to be probably going to be quite emotional and stuff, actually being able to see the response to things. Mm -hmm. um, but we, like... It's I, still, like, it's still, it still is, like, we, we got a message from someone from Russia asking us to print a flag for them. Like, that's kind of when... When stuff weird. like that yeah. happens, yeah. that's when you have a moment of bliss where you're like, okay, now I kind of... Now I'm looking at it, I'm like, shit, we've actually done something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Russia, like, a flag, what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. weird, it's weird. It's just kind of, it's strange. You kind of look at it and, like, you're like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. And then, like, about an hour later, you'll kind of read it again. You'll be like, wait, what? And then, like... Yeah. It's like major deja vu. It's, like, yeah, it's happened before, but, like, it's happening it's again on a bigger scale. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got, we got, like, a merch order the other day, and then I read the note, and it was like, oh, I'm buying this to my son. He's a huge fan. Can you, like, oh sign it for us and, like, write a little note for us and stuff like that? And we're like yeah cool how do you right now we need to figure out how to like print a photo to sign it and then yeah. i have to drive towards house being like hey can you autograph this we need to send it to like canada or something it was really weird like yeah yeah everything's just strange like we're definitely all grateful but i don't think it's actually hit us yet you know i don't yeah. think it will hit us until we start playing shows again i think that's when we we can get to the point where we can really see kind of the turnout of everything and how everything goes more than everything else because I realistically all we're doing right now is looking at numbers on the screen mm -hmm. and they're amazing but like we just it's not physical so how can we yeah. do anything I think we really connect when we're on stage together like yeah. even though we're all just kind of focused on doing our job I'm just trying not to die like <laughs> there's moments where like me and Alex will look at each other and just be like yeah this is sick yeah. like when we played the Rome show, I remember when it was like packed out and yeah. Alex looked at me before I break down. We just pulled the dirtiest face. We're like, 
this is sick. Like, <laughs> so that's when it's that's when it really hits you when you're doing your job mm-hmm. and you're in the middle of like a storm and you're like, right, this is like this is what I'm good at. This is what we're doing. People are cheering. This is sick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy for you guys. That's that's amazing to hear. Right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, back to the album, kind of. Um, so this question should be super, super fast. Off the top of your heads, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Both of you have to do it. Uh, exciting, jumpy, and... Uh... <laughs> you need you're one more. Yeah, you're at two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both count. Uh, exciting, jumpy, and probably um, uh, beefy. Let's go with beefy. Beefy, okay. Beefy. Sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. I mean the breakdowns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I always like saying confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, everything in obviously a good way. Exotic. Just, I don't know. Just energetic. Okay. Those All are right. good. Beefy. Uh, I I'm, I'm stuck on that one. I'm sorry. I'm stick with that now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through the album? Um, I guess a feeling no, because we hit so many different angles with the record. But mm. at least, kind of like a thought going into it is just kind of being open-minded. Um, but ne- necessarily a feeling. I don't think so. We kind of do hit almost every emotion with that album. We hit anger, we hit joy, we hit kind of happiness and laughing and things like that. We hit, we have like some pure just emo songs on there. And yeah. like it's kind of hard yeah. to say, you know, listen to this album and be happy for all of it. And then you get something like Jennifer's Secret where you're just like, this is existential. <laughs> how do I, like, you know, like, it's, you... Either, it's either you shuffle and cry or you shuffle and break by walls and yeah. throw on. So it's very, uh, yeah, it's very much so. All right. All right. Uh, so, where do you guys see the band in the next five years? And we know you kind of just dropped this album, but are you working on anything new? Yeah. Um, next year, we plan on releasing basically another album's worth of songs. Oh. We're, okay. we're kind of we don't know. We're kind of demoing everything at the moment. We're, because of like people we're speaking to and like our manager and things, we don't know how we're releasing everything. Mm-hmm. My plan is to take it very much in kind of a digital age and release basically a single every mm. month but we again we don't know because of covid and things we can't guarantee anything um but realistically we're just going to keep working harder every time we have a bit of success we turn that into more momentum to help build yeah. more so hopefully it's just going to be like you know this but tenfold and then 24 and then this and that you know and we just if you ever see us go quiet it's because we're working on something it's not because we've stopped yeah, okay. I think I think we've got um, a lot more um, what hanging on us now. Like, if we drop this anything next, we, I think we're all going to be very under pressure and stressed because, I mean, I, I wouldn't say stressed, but it needs to be either the same That's or when ten better, times bigger. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like the streams that we've got for this album, absolutely amazing, but it needs to be. We need to like hit that kind of like ten times of the streams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just growth, isn't it? I suppose. So, yeah. I think musically as well, like we're all looking at kind of actually getting better our instruments because mm-hmm. I mean we're all you know decent at our instruments and everything. I mean, me and Alex are like almost entirely self-taught with vocals. Alex, Kane, and Davina are all self-taught on their instruments. Like they've basically never had lessons. I have guitar lessons, so things like that. But like now, we're all looking at you know getting teachers and things mm-hmm. like that like me and Alex are starting vocal lessons and things just trying to get that sort of extra 10% so we're hoping everything from now on we release is going to be more polished than before and it's going to sound better and bigger and we're going to be more mature with the writing and we're going to know what we're doing more and we're going to push a bit more and then same with the videos like we're starting to speak to a lot more directors and we're starting to work with bigger people and like work with bigger budgets and things like that um, so we're kind of just hoping that every time we come, we come back we just come back swinging harder and we kind of always have a curveball there where it's like, all right, cool, well, this song's going to have, basically it's going to be like a Midwest emo song and you're going to vibe with it because mm-hmm. get used to it. <laughs> because <laughs> even if you say no, we're still going to play it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, so for the last couple questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? You go? No, you go first, please. Because <laughs> I, I need to actually remember. <laughs> I need to remember what I really am enjoying at the moment. <laughs> Mine will probably all, like, oh, it's, fuck. This is so I see, tough. I was thinking about this the other day because I had, like, a change of heart. Because I'd always say, like, pizza. Mm-hmm. Because I love pizza, I have two pizza tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell I'm a pop punk vocalist? <laughs> um, but I think it's definitely that. Like, if I if they were kind of like, right, last meal in like an hour, uh, mm-hmm. what are you gonna pick? And I didn't actually have time to think about it. It'd be pizza. But I swear, I thought of something the other day, and I was like, that will probably be it. I don't know. If it's not pizza, yeah, it's probably me now. If it's not pizza, it's lasagna. But it's like Ooh. homemade lasagna. Because mm-hmm. that shit bossing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. There's no way. You're such a pop punk vocalist. Oh pizza, lasagna, you know. Well, it's like, yeah, pizza and then like lasagna and then a pizza again. Yeah, layer it. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, would it just be a lasagna though? It'd just be a big lasagna, wouldn't it? Bit, yeah. Lasagna sandwich. And what drink with that? How are you washing it down? That texture. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> <laughs> it would be i don't know it'd probably be like um like a rum and coke or oh, yeah. a rum and coke or like an icy mm-hmm. or maybe like a mcdonald's milkshake how about all three yeah all three at the all same three. time <laughs> blending together <laughs> throw that shit all in the blender what's the worst that can happen mm-hmm. i mean i'm on death row anyway exactly. yeah, yeah so. you're already gonna die why not okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my answer's the same as last time. I think it's just a TGI Friday's burger, like mm-hmm. a big burger, because they have this, like, they do this, like, last time I went, I was in Leeds, and we went to TGI Friday's, and I think it, the, the receipt, uh, <laughs> I think the receipt racked up to about £90 just for, like, <laughs> yeah, just for, like, two meals with, like, mozzarella dippers. Um, probably that, like, because just the sauce that they put on it, it's like a Jack Daniels sauce, which is super nice. Yeah, like um, yeah, like a barbecue Jack Daniels. Yeah, um, and then I probably have like, you know, like the you know in Germany how they have those massive big glasses. Yeah, like this, yeah, yeah. I probably have like that, but with just Malibu and Coke. That would be yeah, <laughs> but like chilled, like really cold Malibu and Coke, and and that'll do me. That'll do me. That'll do me. And then I'm obviously. I don't think you're allowed to go. Like, can you send this back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want this. The uh, electric chair in, in happiness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? You go. Uh, no, no. You go. <laughs> you just right. I'm I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I keep thinking about things like this. Why don't you thinking about stuff like this? Come on. You're um, ready. But like, mm-hmm. I'm down. Like, I think like it'd definitely be like Springfield. Oh ends. yeah. Mm-hmm. but the thing is and i said this obviously like like last time where it's like if you live there you you're, you're yellow <laughs> you, 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 yeah you you in springfield you're not like part of the simpsons you're just yeah. you like walking around and then like you it's like if you said you wanted to like be in the transformers world you'd just be walking down the street and a building would blow up next year you wouldn't be like <laughs> yeah. part of the action you'd just be like shit right I need to get to work. <laughs> like, exactly. That you can't. No, no. So it's a hard one. Like it's quite a confusing one. But probably like Springfield, just because like it'd be kind of it'd be really cool. Or just like mm-hmm. any cartoon world, really. Any like nineties cartoon world, like Springfield or it'd be cool to hang out with like Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. I go weirdly existential with this sort of question. I wouldn't seriously. <laughs> I wouldn't like pick like a certain planet. It would it would have to just be the Star Wars universe, like just so I could train to be like a Jedi and that. Like that's the sickest thing to me. I thought, are you born yeah. with like Jedi abilities? You don't yes. train. Them. So you, you, you born with him. You just be him. You just be like an all right drummer. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're born with the force. I'm a yeah. like octopus montage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I play my canteen song. That'd be it. iconic. Heavy metal. <laughs> yeah.
Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Black. It's always been black. It's literally, literally my clothing, uh, just the color in general, like tattoo wise. I always want to get like black tattoos or like blackout tattoo sort of things. Uh, but black, yeah, hundred percent. Neon pink. I'm not even joking. I love like how far apart they are. I have four neon pink guitars. I have at least two neon pink hoodies. I have a neon pink guitar cab. Yeah, I fucking love that color. It's a pretty good color. I mean, my hair was that color in like the voices video and things like that as well, you know. So it's just a cool color. I have to yeah. agree with you on that. Your laugh yeah. caught me on, Your laugh caught me off guard. Water went out my fucking nose. God damn it. <laughs> Screech. I was like, I don't know why. It was that. It was you so expecting funny. anything different, though? I mean, fucking like. Weirdly, fuck. I was expecting like purple, and all of a sudden, I was just like neon, neon pink. <laughs> with the most dead serious like look on your face. Yeah, it has to be like, like it's called safety pink, where it's like, you know, like high vis yellow. Mm-hmm. They do that, but it's pink. Or it's like literally a high visibility pink, yeah. and it just glows. Yeah, yeah. that shit's cool. That's, that's cool. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Uh, the album. That'd be cool. How to live and how to lose. It's out everywhere. It's been out for a bit now. Um, yeah, like just check it out anywhere. You know, DM, DM us, tag us in things, comment on things. We like interacting with people, you know, like, so, yeah, the more interaction we get, kind of, the happier we are with things. Yeah. So, just, you know, everyone do kind of whatever you can. Um, Don't feel, like, weird about, like, contacting us or, like, yeah, we love it. making content. We will literally reply as, if we can, like, to anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all four of us have, like, every messenger on our phone. So, anytime anybody messages the band, all four of us get it. Yeah. So... And it goes straight to us. So, like, it doesn't even go through management or anything. It just goes to us. So, yeah, do whatever you can. Just say hello. That'd be the cool Mm -hmm. thing. All right. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you for snapping this, guys. It's been Octopus Montage and We're the Good Noise podcast.